Welcome back to Stolen Valar, a Rings of Power recap podcast. Uh, glad that I got that right without saying contest this time. Didn't say contest this week. Didn't now, say contest. Now we're winning. Now we're winning. That's yeah. It's a it's a good omen. <laughs> um, I am one of your hosts. My name is Sam Haft, and I am another of the hosts, Frankie G. Yes, and uh, and with us as always is a mysterious third thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to say now, anything? No. Okay. No. No. Very very uh very camera shy. Um. So this was this was the volcano episode, um, <laughs> as it as it will be remembered, I'm sure for decades to come. Yes, um, everything was orange. Uh, yes, for most orange. of the episode, and it was I would say very well done, but I actually think that it's my least favorite episode so far. I agree. I agree. It's it you know like... I think the claustrophobia of this episode made it was i understood the tonal choice but it it sure. made it just a less enjoyable watch well and it, it just kind of felt like we were kind of wandering around getting like everyone was getting ready for this season finale it's because like it's sort of like the episode yeah was like, yeah All right, exactly we can't end here we don't, we don't want to end there yet so we're just gonna kind of set some things up i'm gonna flick some dominoes over but there's still a lot yeah, happening. Yeah, there, there there didn't need to be that much just kind of wandering around the ash. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, aimlessly in ash. Like we get it. There was a volcano. We understand. Yeah. I I comprehend. <laughs> but uh, the 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 first they big did, thing for me, they did yeah, pretend to kill a Sildur off off camera. They did. Um which seemed silly. But also I I think they're hoping that a lot of folks watching it have not seen any of the Lord of the Rings stuff. Or just don't. That would be that, that would be a very weird expectation to, for a Lord of the Rings pre- prequel show. I think. Um, I mean, weird, weird for anyone making the show. Not that weird if you're a marketing executive making some insistent notes to the script. That is true. Um, and I would also say, you know, I, I they have been very detail oriented thus far. Yeah. So I would assume that the purpose of this is not to be like, oh, Isildur died, but rather. The purpose is to make people think he died so that right. they will make decisions based on that. Yeah, to create like, kind like, of a Romeo like and Juliet, you know, distressed uh, decision-making situation where it's like, oh, I think my beloved child has died. So that right, is like, going to affect like, uh, the when, next thing I do. When he turns away and cries and she's like, hello, Captain? Yeah. You there? Yeah. <laughs> he just quietly He's crying. like, never <laughs> let them see me cry. Um, never let them see you cry, Elendil. Uh, that is, <laughs> Elendil is, is, you know, it's, it's Quenya for elf friend, but it's also yeah. Cinderin for guy who cannot cry. <laughs> weepy um, weepy. Yes. Uh, so yeah, there was, there was a lot of that. And I guess, you know, maybe whatever Isildur gets up to by himself in Middle Earth is going to be interesting. Um, I mean, presumably. I would hope so. Uh, there was the bit of kind of making Theo more of a warrior, which is sure. interesting. Which makes me yeah, think... Yeah, it was interesting. To me, it was like a, a, another sign of Galadriel's darkness. Like, you don't seem to like war, so why are you being like, yeah, you should give war a try? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's Well, it's the only thing she's good at. Um, well, uh, the, the only... The you know, she's the, bad at... She doesn't have good people good skills. At. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, and, she, and she didn't I manage even to get argue. married... We, that's true. We find out. Right. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Right. So this is that's okay. No, let's we got to talk about the <laughs> We got to talk about finally. The Celeborn. 
The Celeborn thing. <laughs> yes. The Mr. Mystery is resolved. Yes. Uh, well, quasi-resolved. Well, I get, yeah, you're right. Because uh, the question is, is Celeborn actually dead? Did they make a dead. very significant change? This is this would be the most significant change that would be to the a canon crazy change of, of what we've seen of the, the Tolkien properties before. Because yeah. as we all know, Celeborn is a very, you know, doesn't have a lot of lines, but he is a very <laughs> right. big figure in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, he is Galadriel's husband, who is very much alive in the right. Third Age. Um, and so the question is, is this sort of an alternate Second Age in which Celeborn dies? Or is Celeborn alive and we're going to find out later that it only seemed like he died because she didn't say that she saw his corpse. She, said, she said she, she saw him saw in him. armor and never saw him again. Yeah. And I, I thought... And um, said that she looked he, he looked like a silver shrimp. Is that what she called him? A silver clam, I think. A silver clam. Maybe. And that, some that kind was of such an, an endearing bit of like, I used to be uh, not so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I used to have fun. <laughs> and it's also funny that like, it's it's funny that it's kind of patronizing too, because as well, we all know, right. Galadriel is an incredible warrior and extremely right. martially formidable. And then it's like, oh, husband, you're doing a war. You look like a clam. <laughs> so like cute. it's it, it's have fun at your it, war. I was I it was just very a very endearing <laughs> real relationship y moment. It's cute. Yeah. It was nice. I, um, I I think he's definitely alive, and I think I think season two will involve search for Caleborn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're bringing a lot of new people into season two. We know that Kirdan, Kirdan the boat maker. Kirdan. Kirdan will be showing up. Um, that's very exciting. Ship, right? Um We'll say this: really good dwarf stuff in this episode. Ah, uh, that yes. I mean, the 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 best. I I know I'm biased, but my favorite stuff was the dwarf stuff, and the the halfling stuff. I couldn't believe the crucial error that the halflings made, which was kicking the wizard out of the party. Huge yes. mistake. Never kick the wizard out of the party. Never do uh, that. Um. And and the halfling uh, story gives us confirmation that uh, young Marshall Mathers is a wizard or or a sorcerer of some kind, and um, but, but potentially a Maiar. They're all uh, potentially a Maiar, and also I didn't realize uh, might they might be three women or or female uh, looking. I didn't notice the first time, but the like crisscross thing on, on the chest and this episode really emphasized the uh non-masculine nature of the botanist and i was like oh so it's it's like three uh female presenting or probably women i mean tolkien didn't really think about that too hard right but uh and that's its own interesting thing because we don't really get to see in tolkien a lot of female specific stuff yes like women's or like you know female femme subcultures or behaviors or like religions and stuff and so that i'm very intrigued now by them even though they seem a little bit evil because they did burn they burnt the whole halfling village down yes we are kind of jumping all over i did the not place. i actually i i did not pick up on i mean the the uh eminem is a very you know sort of androgynous character but i i did not <laughs> pick up on the like sort of overtly femme nature of the character to uh, uh to me it was just like oh well, like they are I, I didn't either until well in this one there's some shots where they're like the like crisscross piece makes it clear that the character has breasts and I was like oh oh oh, <laughs> oh. I was, so I was like, I didn't oh even, it's I, it's three uh, 
three three people with boobs are. are I did. I did not even pick that up, and uh, would like to uh, apologize. I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't think you need. I mean, oh, to yeah, to the to the performer. To the performer, um, because it is. I actually haven't even looked up who the actor is, um, I and if I just like the you know the internet has been calling this character Eminem, and so I have been, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've been participating in that. But I, I hope I have not been uh, participating in something uh, socially negative in some way. Uh, but they they are great, and I love that. Uh, I love that we have confirmation that there are other magic users, and they seem to be yes. hunting our main one. Uh, now. Does does kind of dash the idea that it might be a young Saruman, but I'm into it anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it necessarily does. I mean, they are angels. They're they're. Right. There's no reason that they couldn't just take a different flesh form. That is time. absolutely true. It is very ambiguous whether um the Valar and the Maiar like have real a- any actual like form of of gender or or sexual. Uh, dimorphism at all um it's yeah. just like you know some of them certainly present in a masculine way and and use male pronouns oh. and some of them do not here's so a, here's a here's a little update the the, the, the actress uh who, who plays that character in their instagram bio they call the character the dweller the dweller Ooh. oh that's i'm into it interesting that's a very that's a that's a fascinating name the dweller I don't know where 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 they doth dwell. I do yeah, not I don't know. I, I, well, and yeah. like I I can't think of any like canonical character with that kind of title. Yes. Could it be kind of a a pun like Dwaro dwelt? Like you know like like could it be Oh wait, wait. Ulmo Ulmo, Lord of the Waters, also known as Dweller of the Deep. Ooh, interesting. Even perhaps, though Ulmo does use fire. Water. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, well, I mean, yeah, the, the, the Dweller used fire, but, you know, maybe they're a messenger of Ulmo, perhaps. You know? Ah. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of one of Ulmo's Maya. Perhaps. And like maybe the stranger wasn't. Maybe they really did fall, you know. Clinging to my man in the moon theory, and they're just yes. there to like, like, hey, you aren't supposed to be here <laughs> doing this. We need to fetch you right. back to have right, kind of like a like a containing a uh, some kind of a leak. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, this was not supposed to happen. I'm here right. to kind of clean up after this Valinorian mistake. Yeah, yeah, that's passing. Okay, but we all right. That we would be really interesting. All over. We are. We are yes. failing at our task yes, we of, have. Of, 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 of recapping. Uh, okay, dwarves, dwarves, dwarves. But so, um, so, but so first, they're like wandering through the flames. She's talking yes, to Theo. Yes. She goes, I had a husband, and I had a smile once. Uh, besides the times I was fighting, he's like, wow, I, I should go to war too, which is like a weird takeaway uh, yeah. from that conversation. But then... Right, he, and it ends when she's like, here's a sword. You're going to love yeah, here's war. Here's a sword. <laughs> Pretty cool stuff, huh? He goes, oh, I, I love, I love sword. Uh, yeah. And then Isildur gets, uh, whoops, he's, he's, is he dead? We know, no, he's not dead. And then, um, and then, uh, I liked this moment a lot. Is there's like a lot of smoke, fire, smoke, orange, 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 orange. Everyone's sad and trying to pick up the pieces, but we see Elendil leading the queen's horse, and she's like, when are we gonna be clear of this darn smoke? 
and then he goes, uh, "We've been clear for an hour." Yeah, that was then, great. It like took me a second. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, oh no! She must have like stared at the volcano. She's now been blinded, blinded by the 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 the, the terraforming volcano. Yes, and that is interesting. Uh, I love and- that David Bowie song. <laughs> the pretty good one. Yeah, An underrated blinded by the terraforming volcano. volcano. Um. Classic. And that's fascinating to me because she now has to try to lead her people without being able to see, and Middle Earth uh, does not have great accessibility options. And there's also, you know, there's the 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 common notion in fiction that um, a person that has a sight beyond sight will lose their normal sight. I was thinking that too, and I was thinking that maybe she's going to start using the like Palantir. Uh, mm. More when, she, when when she gets back, and you know, and maybe she'll be getting other kinds of visions. Maybe, maybe she'll try to put Numenor on the golden path, turn into a yeah. big worm lady. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think <laughs> she is. Uh, she's going to start a massive space jihad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that that would be an amazing turn if if the show somehow just started to become Dune. Well, most of the first half of this episode did look like Dune. <laughs> Yes, we very, on, we very doomy environment. Yeah, <laughs> there is uh, no then... Sauron. It's just, just Baron Harkonnen shows up, and starts floating around. Doran, Doran Harkonnen shows up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no Mithril. Um, the Mithril then... must flow. <laughs> the Mithril must flow, <laughs> and Sting is there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that'd be fun. But then, then, then we go to the Harfoots, and they're like, "Uh, what was that?" Like, Which, I, by know... the way, let me tell you, so relieved the moment it cut away to the Harfoots. I'm like, oh, "Thank God, I'm they, not looking okay. at red anymore." Oh, no, no, <laughs> visually, I was just just, just visual, on really? on a visual because this show is really. <laughs> Like it is yes. kind of a visual feast, and this episode has kind of not been until yeah. we get to the Harfoots. Um, yeah. And I was just like, "Oh, thank God, we are not seeing just red and claustrophobia." <laughs> like it was stressing me out. Yeah, which I think was the point, but also like, yeah, you know, no, I uh, yeah, I mean, it's like Mordor's I think, not. I think fun. we all got the point in the first seven minutes of it. We didn't need. <laughs> yes, you know. yeah. But the, the the Harfoots have also been hit by the volcano. I loved that Sadok had like heard some lore about vol- volcanoes and yeah there was a, that there was, was cool. an implication that like the the harfoots started maybe near the southlands mm. because yeah. because he's like he's like you know back back when we lived way way far away my like great grandfather heard tell of like volcanoes and the, and the only real vo- volcanic place we know of is mordor i think well it could it could be that some of the other mountains are volcanic um, but none that we know of. I mean, Mount right, Doom is the only canonically, you know, active volcano in right. in Middle Earth. But it does, you know, they do mention several times that like volcanoes are not an unknown in this world. Like, right, and and that like during times of peril or evil or whatever, volcanoes erupt. So so at least according to this show, you know, right. during the times in which maybe Morgoth was at his strongest or doing stuff. I assume there was lots of volcanoes. With some volcanic activity, yeah. Um, And then all of the food is also burnt, which is bad because they just forage. And then the stranger works extremely hard 
Um, the, the subtitles for this one helpfully did show what he was saying, and he was and he was like, and he's asking, speaking Quenya, right? Yes. It, it, so like, I, I I think he's always been speaking Quenya for spells, like more or less. Yeah. And he was like telling it to please bloom, uh, bloom, grow, uh, be 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 healed. I think is what he was saying. Like bloom, bl- bloom, be. And it was it was like all in the imperative or some 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 was in the imperative. So just like commanding the tree, come on, please. They need you, and and then uh, one of the Harfoots runs up and gets hurt by a falling branch. Which to me, kind of felt like her fault. Like maybe you stay away from the man yelling at the tree, right? And then they kick him out. But as he's leaving, a little green sprout uh, comes up on the tree, but he he doesn't look back and see it, which is like a shame. Right. Right. He does. <sighs> he doesn't know that he no. He bloomed. No idea he bloomed that he that, that he nailed it, nailed it, and so Sadok like gives him a a map. And he's like, hey, you know, crazy it didn't work out, but here's a here's a little star map that I made, and um, hey, yeah, luck. and 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 by the <laughs> end, you know, the other Harfoots are warmer to him than Nori is. Yes, well, I think you know, which she feels so very guilty times, about. Yeah. But she feels good, but I also also understand. She like got her arm frozen and Oh yeah. No, I mean I I think, you know, it it's interesting how it changes where she's like, you know what, I actually think he might be special and good and this might be, you know, it might be important that we help him. And then by the end, she has convinced the other Harfoots of this, but she right. has the suspicion that he is dark or evil or malicious. Not necessarily malicious, but certainly dangerous. Well oh, yeah. Uh, he said a a perils, and she's like, "No, you're not." But now, now she's like, "Maybe he was right." Yeah, maybe it is a little dangerous, and ma- magic is dangerous. Certainly, it is. Um, and then, but but then, they wake up, and uh, turns out he he revived the whole little like wood around them, and there's so much food. There's so much food. Like, wow, we can we can we can eat like hobbits. <laughs> yeah, just apples on apples. And then uh, there's. Wait a minute. Oh man. Wait. Okay. I have a. I have a sudden thought. Oh. What if this ends with him creating the Shire, just the same way oh. that you know we we've seen Mordor now terraform. Oh, that would be interesting. You know the way that he makes this place yeah. bloom. I wonder if it would be possible. Like he just becomes. He's like you know because the yeah. Because the Shire, I mean, that part of of Middle Earth has like a real folk magic to it that the rest of Middle yes. Earth doesn't. You know, right. the rest of Middle Earth exists on very much the kind of like fantasy magic continuum. Yeah, epic Whereas style. the the Shire is very kind of um, pagan folk magic. There are the Barrow Downs. There's Tom Bombadil, obviously. Right. There's a, a lot of singing. stuff that feels very kind of like folklore mysticism type thing. And, and and I wonder if he seeds that. That would be really, really interesting. That would be interesting. And, and it, it makes sense of like, you know, your wandering is so dangerous. What if you had a place to finally call your own? Yeah. You know, and, they, and, they, and they get the Shire. Um, and one other detail that, that I love is when he's talking to the tree, a lady's like, why is he talking to the tree? Trees don't talk. And Sadika's like, some of them do. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Some of them do. <laughs> that was a just a, Sada- a, a nice little reference. 
Yes. And Sadik knows, Sadik's almanac yeah. knows a lot of stuff. And yeah. uh, a, a Harfoot has probably met Annette once or twice. Probably has. And um, I, I think they were on the edge of what will one day be the Mirkwood. Because it, it, it said Greenwood the Great, I think, as a, as a little place title at some point. So that was a little, little more help of like locating where they are. They're, they're, yeah. They're not that far away from uh the, the Misty well Mountains. i i hope we meet cement wives uh oh <laughs> a shipwright and an ant wife in season two i don't know if i can handle it i don't know if i can handle it but they they they, they wake up and the the lady the one lady i can't remember her name who's been kind of who is very anti-stranger <laughs> she's yes she's she's moved by the young hobbit's determination to go look we shouldn't have sent this guy away he fixed everything yeah, maybe maybe we made a huge mistake. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna go too," and they're like, "All right, we're all gonna go. We're all gonna find the stranger and say how sorry we are." Um, but it doesn't turn out well because Eminem, right? I get, the the uh, dweller, the, the the dweller, the dweller and and company her, yeah. arrive. <laughs> dweller and company arrive. Uh, they are they are so weird. They're very creepy. <laughs> they disappear when you're not looking, which I was like, that's a cool detail. They remind, and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure this was intentional, but I was, you know, it kind of mirrors the black writers in the Shire. Absolutely. Um, oh, absolutely. But in she... fact, there have been a couple moments that mirror the black writers in the Shire um, with orcs previously in the Southland oh, as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They really like, they really like those, uh, those moments, but also like the black writers, like it feels like, there is a component to the dweller and company that is like they are especially that disappearing moment the idea yes. that they're kind of like not they're incorporeal and right. they are just like they they sense your fear and that uh, is yeah. like a a heavy canonical element of of the nazgul yeah. is like like they are they are not powerful because they're like super good at swords they're powerful because like they are fear vampires, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 need to feed on others because all all they are left is like smoke and rage. Yeah. Um, and so that so I mean it, it could still be Sauron, but I, I I'm just wondering you know like what are they up to? Why they're they must be Maya or something like it. And have to be because of how they're have disappearing. To be. And and then the stuff with the fire didn't even need to speak any words. Just. Doused yeah. the torch and went, uh, look, don't you mess with us. <laughs> Just burned the whole village down. And that's yeah. when, and and that's when I was like, see, you should have kept your wizard because there are other wizards. You have to yes. have one for defense. Well, what Big I mistake. love too here that is not explicitly the case in the Peter Jackson films is right. that um it creates this idea that magic is an exchange, that magic mm, is yes. like a deal There's where a it's cost, like yeah. you you input this and you get that out. Whereas like I am taking the fire from your torch and I'm blasting it onto the camp, which is something that Gandalf does once or twice. Like he will, t you know, he right. amplifies the sunlight. He like, he takes thing a uses magic and creates thing B. Um, he does that with his fireworks. You know, there, there are all kinds of things that he yeah, does the, that the, with uh, acorns in the tree when, when they're fighting off the wargs and the hobbit. Right. Um, but there are, uh, there are moments in the Peter Jackson thing where magic sometimes just looks like, you know, 
uh, old guys telekinetically whacking each other around with their staves, which (laughs) is, I feel like less, a a little bit, you know, not, probably not what Tolkien was thinking. Probably, Um, yeah. But, you know, and and another example of the, like, non-equivalent exchange uh, magic, which I don't mind at all, is Saruman singing a blizzard into existence, just because I like the power of song in (laughs) Tolkien is great. So that is, again, really great, and I love Christopher Lee's voice. Uh, So I, I, I would not have that criticism for that because song is power and he's using yeah. song to create power. Yeah. Um, but I, I, again, I just, I like that there is such a focus on the cost of magic in this yes. show. They're, there are little burnt fingers and everything. Right. When, when Every, yeah. They, this, they're really focusing on the mana as opposed to the spell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but so that we, we leave, we leave them on that kind of that, that grim note where, They've lost everything. And of course, I'm hoping that next episode, the stranger comes back. They can get everything fixed up back on their way. Because this, this, the Shire can't be here. The Shire is literally over the mountains in some ways. So, yes. Um, they've, they've, they've got some more wandering to do for just a little bit of a while. Um, but yeah. then, uh, the, 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 uh, buddy comedy, uh, quest line <laughs> came back to prominence. <laughs> the best. Uh, the, his dad is like, no, no, we're not going to help them. Even though they got an incredible offer of like, <laughs> was it? What was it? Yeah, it was like fifty years of timber, or was it? Or, or was it some? Oh yeah, no, like, no, it was like, and, yeah, and timber and and food and whatnot, and, and like tribute. It. I think they even said, and he had yeah. a whole chest of treasure, which dwarves love. That seemed like a real ace in the hole. True, but uh, but, no. but King King Durin the Elder. Um, or I guess he's Durin the Third. The Third, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, King King Durin the Third, um, has a great fear of you know digging too deep. Yeah, reasonable. Um, turns out reasonable as <laughs> as fear. yes as benefit of hindsight. Um, it, there is a, a whole Balrog that's very upset about yes. the idea of doing that. Um, really loved. The um sort of Macbeth and Lady Macbeth, one day you're gonna rule this kingdom oh, kind of yes. pep talk. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of like a sexy pep talk between Durin <laughs> and Disa, where it's like they got like kind of little horny over it, and I was super <laughs> into that. Um, I love that. Yeah. I I have said it many times before. I will say it many times again. Um, until it gets to the like going crazy and murdering everybody well, sure. bit. Um, I, I have a strong belief that Macbeth and Lady Macbeth are one of the, uh, best, most compatible, uh, spouses in (laughs) classical literature. They, uh, they're very goal oriented. They, they help each other achieve what they want. Um, unfortunately it does involve murder and then going crazy and killing themselves. But, but, you know, like until it gets to that point of like absolute power madness, yeah, they really, they really are a team. They are a real power couple. They communicate, mm-hmm. um, and of course, Lady Macbeth is looked on in hindsight as a sort of like villainous and witchy figure because she possesses the evil of female ambition. <laughs> but I, I, I have long, I have long said that uh, the Macbeths are one of my favorite couples in literature, and uh, I like, I like the little like Macbethy plan moment that that Durin mm-hmm. and Disa have together. Yeah, that that was a great moment, and um, and this is one where he he like throws the the like Mithra like nah, 
and then it lands like by the leaf and just like with the stranger we see that the, the leaf heals but this time someone looks at it and he sees it and he goes hang on yeah Elrond, Elrond, get, get come back, back in here baby we're good to go and also yes. oh, i i, I want to say uh well something that i liked that uh during the third did was he like referenced the song of Iluvatar is like, look, uh, if the elves are supposed to die, they're going to die. And it's That's not our true. job to, to try to rewrite God's plan. And because it's, I can't think of any other time in the canon that, that we, that we hear the dwarves mention any understanding of the actual, like divine powers behind the world. Other than some mentions of Aule, who's their like God, their literal right. Godfather. Well, which is interesting because obviously like Iluvatar, he's, you know, he's the big boss, but he's not their guy, you know? Right. Yeah. No, it's the Smith. But that, that to me was a subtle thing that also reinforced that during the third, he isn't just grumpy. He has a very reasonable fear of apocalypse, but also he has a a greater wisdom that maybe his son wasn't even like catching on to him, dropping on you know what I mean? Right. I mean, he's like, you know, his son is like, we could be powerful beyond measure right. and wealthy and blah, blah, blah. And his dad is basically, he's really saying like, that is hubris. We need yes. to kind of know our place yeah. and be happy with it. And I, I think it uh, would have been very easy to take the lazy angle of just making him like a mean, nasty old man king. And I like no, that they've right. given him the depth of like, he actually has again, good points. Benefit of hindsight. He's absolutely right. Yeah, he he is he yeah. is making the right call. Yeah, but it's just total ruin. But yeah, but that's the thing. It, well, the question is, is it the right call? Because it's also the call that sets his right. son off on this path that will end up in the wrong thing happening, or the right thing happening, perhaps. Because if this stuff doesn't happen, maybe they can't stop Sauron later. You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> also true. It's all part of the song. That's it's also true. If yeah, if if Gandalf. <laughs> If Gandalf does not uh, uh, briefly die fighting this right. very Balrog, right? Then, uh, then Gandalf the White doesn't show up. Then right. the war is not won. No, yeah. Then everyone's screwed. That is a very good point. Probably um, could have oh, and the, and the genocide, but you know the little royal bib. Yes, the royal bib cast that we referenced earlier, cast to the ground. The, the one bib that says so Durin. Long. <laughs> yeah, the, the one that says Prince Durin. The one, the one I spent so long trying yeah. to interpret. Cast like garbage to the ground. Yes, I. But, but I love that, that they is, made a big thing of it. That is, and, that is after that, that. That's after he and Elrond go go digging, and Elrond's like, you know, I let you win. Or he's like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. But that was a lovely little conversation about like living up to your father's name, and he he was about to reveal his secret name to Elrond yes, and make him his a Hebrew real name. We almost oh. hear his Hebrew name. <laughs> yeah, we come so close to knowing. What what did he call himself on the day of his dwarf mitzvah? We almost find out. Yeah, but then Elrond. Although like, hey, actually, side, like, oh, that's nice. Durin is a name that because it's kings and so important in like the Durin's folk and so on. Durin feels like a name that we really should know the Kuzdul name for. Like we really should like as as oh. readers or audience or Tolkien right. enthusiasts. It feels like Durin, if we were going to know any Kuzdul proper names, Durin would be, like, the well, one. I wonder if, uh, like, Durin, like, the, the first Durin didn't have a Kuzdul name. I, I wonder if he was just called Durin, and that's, a, and that's something that, like, evolved later. 
I that's a good question. But because I think he wakes up I, and walks alone. You know, he's just by himself. But for a while. but but no, it, it that cannot be the case because Durin is a Dalian name. All of the all of the oh, names of dwarves that yeah. are that sound Norse that exist in the poetic Edda. Right. Um, the kayfabe there is that that is is that the Norse names in Tolkien's canon, you know, all translated from the Red Book of Westmarch, are right. Dalian. Which oh, means couldn't have existed before the people of Dale. Well, then and their okay. version of, uh, of, of Westron. Well, so they just tell everyone he was Durin the first? That's okay. Whew. Yeah, because they don't call him, I never even you know, thought of that. they don't call him, you know, Moshe. <laughs> His, uh, you know what? That's what I'm going to say. It's, it's that's probably the... just called Moses. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, or Abraham, I guess, or something. Yeah, or Abraham, yeah. Shlomo. Yeah. <laughs> Shlomo the I'm first. King Shlomo the, Shlomo the fourth. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, dude, you're, I can't believe I, I never realized that even Durin's name isn't Durin. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's wow. he's it's a Norse name, which means it's not Kuzdul, which means it it cannot exist before the people right. of Dale. Like in this, which is in the Second Age, so he must have. Because like, when do the dwarves wake up? Uh, during, the dwarves the wake up the trees, like not yeah, even... the dwarves wake up really early. Wow, I now I'm dying to know if anyone's ever even yeah. tried like the well, which which also. Anywhere. Which also means that the dwarves, I'm sure the language they came up of themselves was Kuzdul, but it also yeah. means that the second language they spoke probably was not Dalian or Westron. It was probably Quenya. And Pro if I'm yeah, not probably, mistaken, pardon? Yeah, because that's the only other exactly that's the only <laughs> other people around. Um, and they met the elves long before they met the humans. Um, and and we hear Durin. Um, the younger use a little bit of Quenya, even though he doesn't sound great at it. Yes. Yeah. We don't say goodbye. We say Nemarie. That was, that was a Adorable. very touching, touching moment. Yeah. Like he like learned to say adios. <laughs> yes. Connect <laughs> with his friend. Yeah. <laughs> we say aloha, but the other way. <laughs> Nemarie has so many meanings. It's such a yes. rich word in the Elvish language. Yeah. Um, um well that's well that yeah but so but we almost learned it but then elrond and i loved the yeah this it, it felt like a very like buddy buddy action film like hey save it for, for the other side yeah and <laughs> i, I like, you know uh, what i really i was a little surprised and appreciated the fact that they actually like went for it and the mithril actually does heal this yeah, rot it's true i i i was betting that the rot was like a plant to instill no, fear yeah. in the elves that would make Seems them make like, a deal no. with anatar wrong it is actually a thing that is cured by mithril because mithril really does contain the light of valinor but yeah. i gotta say you know if we're going by that logic <laughs> then galadriel's hair should also be healing these trees <laughs> right yeah it should be yeah she, she, she should be able to like whip her hair around the woods a little bit yeah um but you know what now that doesn't mean that the rot couldn't have been induced like ar artificially by an agent of sauron like it, it could still That's be a, true. It, could, it could be a bioweapon from a lab in Mordor. We don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, I like that it was true. I like that he saw and swung out for his friend. But then daddy catches them because he was listening. And yes. uh, he's in big, big trouble. Elrond gets kicked out. 
but but we find out that, that he did palm a little bit of mithril on his way out. Yes. And then and and that's when Durin's bib gets hurled to the ground. And it and, seems uh, like Durin it may be about to leave himself. Well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, is he gonna? Is he gonna or, stay? Is he gonna leave? Yeah, is the, he gonna? I mean, gonna, I don't know. Is it gonna fucking kill his dad or something? Like, what is I gonna happen? That, I hope I feel, not too. That feels too dark for the show. It does, but also, you know, like a little Martiny. The, the hunger for for the, power the, yeah. just out of grasp is like a a highly corrupting force in in this universe. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if Dora the Third does die, which it kind of seems like he might, it's probably going to be some kind of accident. Yeah. Or maybe or just, even... He, he's just old. Yeah. But yeah, but he old. does mention that um, Dora the Younger has brothers. Which means there are other potential heirs who, who to the aren't throne. named Doran, which that and that and that I think was the insult. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna raise up Shlomo instead of instead yeah. of Doran. He's gonna be yeah exactly put forth. right. Like Doran, you know he he is. It is also not eminently clear whether Durin was the firstborn son or not, because he tells this story yeah. about him being like a sickly little kid. Yeah, and it's was... not entirely clear whether he's the first kid, because clearly there are several. Right, and it could just be that you know Durin the third kind of knows which one is supposed to be Durin the fourth. In fact, it could be that Durin the fourth was not born Durin the fourth, but when he was oh, interesting. made yeah. heir. He became Durin the Fourth. He he got elevated. You know, Durin is like Caesar. Yeah, Durin is a name, but it is also a title. It's kind of a title. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) But and I mean, I'm sure that won't get resolved in this in the last episode. No, 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 no. Boy, I I I'd better see a whole lot more dwarves and elves. (laughs) Yes. I don't Um, want to spend too much time in Numenor next time. And of course, uh, where we end as well. Oh yes. The the leaf he falls the leaf, down which is a into the bottom fun, of the cavern. Like a movie touch of like brick it up and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the leaf too. Because like, well, it's just a leaf. It's not gonna yeah, <laughs> it won't yeah. do anything to have a leaf around. But this one he's like t- he tosses it down, we fall the leaf down impossibly far. Uh it's so it's like it feels like miles and miles it falls down through just veins and veins and veins of mithril, and we get down to the bottom. The, the bottom where, monster. by the way, there is there is some manner of structure and runes and such. Okay, so did yeah, you I, notice I, that? I was, I was, that there well, was like I, some I was kind of like statue kind Yeah, I'm sure you have it open. There's it looks like there's some kind of like man made structure down there. Or dwarf made or Balrog made or something. Yeah, you know, it's it's not quite clear to me, but I mean It looks like there's of, some chiseling. The steps of Zidak Zigil do exist that like go from the bottom of the mountain all the way to the top. Like the impossible that's that's where that's where Gandalf falls down and fights the Balrog too. Is like right. the, the the like lost stairs of Zidok Zigil. So it it would make sense if if that's what we saw a little glimpse of is the stairs. Mm, that makes sense. But yes, we we meet Durin's Bane, mm-hmm. which is. Such a badass name for a Balrog, and none yeah. of the other Balrogs have cool names like that. No, well, I mean, I guess it's also a title. Yeah, it's like it's like Grand and Gothmog and stuff, but like, but those are no, kind of lame. Durin's Bane. Yeah. That's a fucking he's, awesome. He's so evil that he he like got his own second name. Yes, 
and then the uh, closing scene, and this felt. I'm I I think that they've earned it. I think they've earned it. But I was struck by how kind of silly it was. They go, "What do we call this place?" And he looks almost into camera, and the like location title comes up. It says Southlands. He goes, "We're gonna call it Mordor." And then the word Southlands burns away and becomes Mordor. Yes. <laughs> felt yeah. a little silly. He doesn't. If I'm not mistaken, he doesn't even say the word Mordor. It just is like, "What are you gonna it, call this place?" And oh, then it, 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 it does appears. the yeah, and then they okay, go to the wide shot. Double check, I, but I don't think he actually <laughs> says so. You're right. They're 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 saying Adar, Adar, and we see the smoke, and it goes, yeah, it's yeah, the he Southlands. Doesn't say it. No, he he doesn't. You're right. There's just it's just like the focus on the volcano burns away to become Mordor, which dun, just dun, 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 you dun. know, which is also Credits. like, you know, not as far as names of places go, pretty lazy. Mordor is like more is like dark or shadow, and door is yeah. place. This, this, the shadow zone. Dark place. Garth Marenghi's Mordor. <laughs> well, as we know, subtext is for cowards. So you yes. might as well just call it the shadow place. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. And, and so the shadow realm. Uh, yeah, yes. The shadow at the, realm. Yeah. At the shadow realm where, where you get sent if you lose to, in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, that, is, that has been episode seven. We're all very excited for the finale. Uh, I'm so my name, for the finale. Yes. My name is Sam Haft. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Haft or on uh, TikTok at Funcomfortable. And I've been Frankie G. Find me all over the place at Wizworld Live. I got uh, live streams of a Wizard Talk show every Friday, 8 Pacific, twitch.tv slash Wizworld Live, Instagram, Wizworld Live, website, wizworldlive.com slash up, all kinds of stuff. And I'm I'm very much looking forward to releasing episode eight. And also, Sam, we're, we're finally yes. uh, caught up. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so exciting. I mean, after, <laughs> I, I know, uh, we should. So, folks, we are caught up, and hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, Saturday, the, the Saturday after Episode 8, you should be able to listen to our recap of Episode 8 and our wrap-up of the show. Wow. And yeah. then, you know, and then, and then who knows what content is to come from Stolen Valar. <laughs> Could be anything. Could be anything. Could be about military news. <laughs> <laughs> could be could but be they, a cooking they, show oh yes uh stolen flavor yeah that'd be great stolen uh, flavor. Yes. <laughs> thank you all for listening we'll see you soon for episode eight good night good night, good night.